0: Welcome to another All Out Football Africa Cup of Nations update with me Will Luca, and Sam Ernie's back with me again to talk about AFCON. Now the last time we had an update Sam we were previewing the round of 16 so for this episode we're going to review the round of 16 very briefly and then we'll touch on the finals and then we'll look ahead to the semifinals which are coming up very soon and the final of course is on on the sunday I, I think sam is that that's correct sunday there
1: yeah sunday the third of february
0: that's it so sam let's start off with the a quick look at the round of 16 and what happened so i think first of all sam we have to start off with uh the host nation cameroon beating comoros 2-1 um which was sadly overshadowed by reports of six people um hurt in a crush outside the stadium um it's it, it's not a great well it's, it's really sad thing to start off with sam but um the stadium has a capacity of sixty thousand, but because of COVID restrictions it was not meant to be more than 80 percent full um tragedy sam is it that's the only word to describe it but I've, I've read a piece on the bbc sport website that for some africa nations fans it's sort of taken the the shine of the tournament because it's it's something which is you just don't really want to see
1: yeah um i mean it is very sad hearing that um some people have died you know because of because of this tragic accident and um it, it's it's kind of a yeah like i said it's a sad thing because you know you don't want to hear reports of tragic accidents like these you want you want to as a fan, you want to be able to go to the stadium, be able to walk, to be able to watch the game, see the nations play, and just hope that you can uh, leave the stadium peacefully, you know, with no accidents. But it's again, it is sad that this has happened, and um, uh, I don't know what the cause of it was. Maybe like like you said, the crowd you're supposed to be. 80% full but um, yeah it's just kind of sad that it's happened and people have uh died people have lost loved ones and uh yeah it's not very it's not a nice thing to hear
0: there are lots of eyewitnesses that said they didn't know what had transpired um until late in the second half um some people said that they were they were nudged in the ribs and 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 people were talking to each other inside the stadium, that, that, that there's trouble um outside the ground. So the the most important thing though, Sam, is that looking ahead is that the the most eight people have died, 38 were injured when Cameroon played that game. Um but the Alembe Stadium in Cameroon's capital, Uwande has been given approval to host the semi-final and the final of the African Cup of Nations, which just days after the crash. So, or the or crush, sorry. Um, I don't know whether that's the right decision or the wrong decision to use the same
1: stadium. Um, I'm just thinking about it, but I, if I in fact, um, I don't think it should be I don't think it should be used because like it's almost, yeah, I don't think it should be used because already people, there's been an accident there and then it raises a lot of questions um, about, you know, uh, the crowd capacity, how many people can go to the stadium. Uh, it also raises security concerns as well because that's also a a major factor. So um, I don't think it's a good idea that the final in particular should be held at that that stadium, considering what has happened, because the last thing you want is a repeat. I mean, we don't want anything like that to happen again. And uh, it, it's it's sad, but um, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think it should uh, take place at that same stadium.
0: Let's let's move on now to the football itself, Sam. Um, I suppose that from the last sixteen, despite them going out to Cameroon, the story of round sixteen, of round sixteen, was was Comoros themselves because the, I don't. I don't think that some of the players have been saying because they haven't quite. Woken up that it's been a dream to actually get that far in the tournament. So, um, they were underdogs. They are ranked 82 places below, um, Cameroon, 132nd in the in the FIFA world rankings, and they didn't even have a recognised goalkeeper in their in their squad. So the left back, uh, Shaka Al Hadua, uh, had to go in, and he produced a brilliant performance after saying goal, oh, Sam. So he made some good saves. So I think. Comoros, you would have to argue probably not on the same scale as, as Iceland we've seen at the Euros in recent years, but on that scale they were the underdogs and they they put up a really good fight.
1: Yeah, um, honestly, I was very impressed by them. Um, very very impressed because you know as a as an underdog, when you have that tag on your name, it's like no one expects you to win. You know. It's going to be very difficult, especially coming up against the Cameroon side who have uh, dominated the whole tournament. They've been impressive, and to to have to have these changes to your goalkeeper, it to your goalkeeper, meaning that you know all three of your goalkeepers are are unavailable either to injury or COVID, which I think one of them uh, was, but. Um, you know, to like to you, they've had to adapt to this. They've had to make changes, and I think I think they they can really hold their heads high. Yes, they lost the game, but it the uh, the camera the Comoros goalkeeper, sorry, he he did fantastic. He, he yeah, he, I was very impressed by his play.
0: I also have to argue, Sam, very quickly that Gambia they were debutants. They are what another side who you can argue have had a a decent tournament because I know they made it to the Colts fans and they they, they, uh, didn't go through. But um, their round of 16 performance to beat Guinea 1-0, of course, the goal scorer was uh, Musa Barrow, Bologna forward. So, again, just quickly, Sam, Gambia should should hold their heads up high as well.
1: Yeah, another team who have uh, come into the tournament, they, they, they as well. They should hold their, their heads high, and uh, I think with these, it's, this Africa Cup of Nations tournament is an opportunity for Gambia and Comoros to, you know, to, it's it's the opportunity to introduce themselves, who they are. Of course, nobody quite knows about their football, but I think in two... it. In like the next few editions of the competition, maybe in the yeah the next few editions of the competition, um people will start to rec- recognize who they are, and that they will now have that that experience that when they're playing on the Africa Cup of Nations on the continent, you know they they won't be underdogs anymore anymore. They won't be min minwals as as I think they're called. You know they'll they'll be like a normal. National side, which you know will be recognised, and you know they will be there will be amongst that continental group in the in football.
0: Let's just go through all of the all of the results from the round of sixteen, Sam, and we'll just go into a little bit more depth. So Nigeria nil, Tunisia one, Burkina Faso one, Gabon one, Burkina Faso one seven six on penalties, Guinea nil, Gambia one, Cameroon two, Comoros, 1 as I just mentioned, Senegal two, Cap Verde nil. Morocco two, Malawi one, Ivory Coast nil, Egypt, nil. That was after extra time. Egypt won five four penalties. Mali nil, Equatorial Guinea, nil after extra time, Equatorial Guinea 165 six, five on penalties. Now, Sam, you said in the first first update we did that Nigeria were your your tip for doing well at the tournament and possibly going all the way. Uh, unfortunately, they got knocked out by Tunisia. Um, surprised or
1: expected? Uh, I, I am. I'm actually surprised by it. To be honest, I thought, like I said in that first episode, I thought Nigeria would go all the way. I mean, if you look at what could have been, we could have. It could have been in the quarterfinals. You could have been meeting Burkina Faso. And uh, potentially could have potentially been meeting um uh Cam- sorry, Senegal in the in this in the semifinals, but it just just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't supposed to be. Uh Tunisia, I mean, well done to them for what they did, beating Nigeria, but uh, even even just briefly on the game, I don't think Nigeria did they didn't do very well at all. And then we had that red card for Alex Iwobi, which um, honestly, when you when you look at it in slow motion with the VAR, you could probably see why the referee gave a red card. But when when I was seeing it first time in real life play, I didn't think it was a red card. But that's why VAR is there, and yeah, it's just that's just how it was, and Nigeria. Not in the th- not in the tournament anymore.
0: Let's now let's now focus on the what has happened at the quarterfinal stage, um, Sam. So Burkina Faso beat Tunisia uh, 1-0 in their quarterfinal. And what's quite odd, as we just talked about Nigeria losing to Tunisia, is that Tunisia <laughs> it's quite quite it's bizarre. Tunisia sacked their coach uh Monda Kabea. Uh, following their defeat to Burkina Faso, um, Burkina Faso are, were, were 30 places below Tunisia in the world rankings. Uh, Kaber was um, has been in charge of Tunisia since August 2019. Um, I think that's the reason why, isn't it? Sam? 30 places below in the world rankings. That's that's why you fire a manager, I suppose.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, when when you've been in. Uh, You've been in the post for almost almost two years, or if not more. But um, yeah, it's just it's just like if you're not performing, if you if you can't if you don't have a real game plan to implement into the national side, then I can see I can see why you know uh, Tunisia have pulled the plug on their manager and, and sacked him. So uh, yeah, it's just it's just very disappointing. For Tunisia. And also
0: looking at the other games, uh, Gambia Neil, Cameroon too. We mentioned Gambia, the, the run they've been on. Um, I'll, we'll come back to Cameroon in a sec, but uh Senegal three, Equatorial Guinea one, Equatorial Guinea again, Sam. We, we, as we mentioned, um teams who have who've really sh- again should hold them the hell uh, heads up high again. Um I think that Again, 114th in FIFA's world rankings. They, they're hoping to cause an upset against Senegal, but um Senegal are the highest um placed African nation, not, not just beyond beyond the African Cup of Nations. So I think most importantly, Sam, again, it's just Ecuador Guinea should 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 hold their heads up high for the way that they've they've gone about the tournament as well.
1: Yeah. Um again they'll use, they'll take this they'll take this experience and use it you know to like better improve themselves because when the next like I've said when the next edition of AFCON comes around in the next few years they'll look back on it and see okay <clears throat> sorry they'll look back on it and see okay we got to the we got to the quarterfinals let's see if we can go on better and um, again, they weren't. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of these nations. I mean, like against Senegal, that, that's a really great, great effort by them. So they should they should be very proud of what they've achieved.
0: And of course, um, Equatorial Guinea were the team that beat the defending champions Algeria in the group stage. So that they'll that's one moment which they will take away as a memory from from the tournament. Um, Sam, let's uh, just focus on some of the other uh, results from the quarterfinals that we obviously saw in the last last uh, over what over the last weekend. Egypt beat him Morocco 2-1 after extra time. Course Mo Salah got the first goal. Um to equalize after Morocco took the lead Buffalo with a penalty. Trezeguet got the winning goal for Egypt. Um now we're now moving on to the the semi-finals and looking ahead, Sam. Let's focus on the first semi-final: uh, Burkina Faso versus Senegal. Um, Sam, I said a minute ago about Senegal being the top African-ranked team in the FIFA rankings. You would expect Senegal to go through on that one, but as 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 we said about Burkina Faso. I think in previous episodes, previous updates, it's again you think that they will be the underdog going into the game, but there is every opportunity and every chance.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think this is this is now when you reach the semi final, you're going to be thinking, okay, we we really have a chance here. We can re- really win this tournament. Uh, both teams, Burkina Faso and Senegal, they'll be they'll be thinking, okay, this is our chance to grab it and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a very exciting game tomorrow evening, and uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, if I had... I- I'm not quite sure. Um, Senegal over Kuna Faso, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game, and both teams will seize the chance to, to make that final on Sunday.
0: Looking at Senegal themselves... Um... Of course, Bristol City fans will know very well Fomara uh, De- De- Deedhu. Uh, of course, used to play for Bristol City. Uh, he scored one of the goals in Senegal's three-one win over Equatorial Guinea in in the in the quarterfinals. But also, let's focus on Sadio Mane, um, Sam, because again, he played a really key role in their win over Equatorial Guinea. He set up the opening goal for Deedhu, and he appeared all over the pitch to put Senegal. Into the semi-finals, but he's also said that he's keen to, if he has to make sacrifices and be more defensive for Senegal. I think he's probably thinking that if they do get to the final, um, that because they finished runners up at the last Africa Cup Nations in twenty nineteen, there must be something about Mane where he thinks that there has to be improvement, but he might have to be more defensive minded against an Egypt or a Cameroon in the final. So that's that. What what what? What do you think his
1: thinking is there? I think the way he's thinking is that he wants to, you know, he wants to improve his game defensively, like he said. Because when you think, when you see Sadio Mane, he's a very attacking minded player. He wants to um, create chances for, for his teammates. He wants to get those assists. He wants to get those goals. But I think when he said he wants to be more defensive minded, he wants to help out his team, you know, defensively because, like, defense is one of the most important positions across the whole game. And like, you know, against a Egyptian side, against a Cameroon side like this, it's going to be very difficult to defend against these these nations. So I think we, I think I see where he's coming from. That he wants to improve his game and be more def- defensive as well so it's just just doing that to help his team out very
0: quickly sam what's your prediction for burkina faso
1: v senegal uh i think it's going to be a very it won't be a very it'll be a very open game i think this both teams will be going at it um if i had to put a scoreline on it i think i don't think it'll be a big scoreline i think it will be a very moderate two one scoreline but i think senegal will take the win two one and book their place in sunday's final
0: okay the other semi-final is of course egypt against cameroon um sam let's talk about egypt first because mo salah has said that he wants he wants the, the team to to think about the prospect of winning the africa cup nations but they, they want them to just think carefully about what goes ahead next because you are playing the host nation it's going to be a difficult game i have to say and of course Cameroon are unbeaten um in, in the last four it's repeated the 2017 final which Cameroon, of course won um 64 in, percent involvement in egypt's goals Nine of 14 since he made his competition debut in 2017. He obviously um the coach for Egypt uh, Carlos Quiroz has also come under severe criticism from the Egyptian media after the team's opening 1-0 defeat by Nigeria. But since then they've they've gone on and they're they're looking good. He he's also he pre uh, praised on his players after their the quarterfinal win, but he has said that the semi-final against uh, Cameroon as the host will be their biggest test in central in central uh, in the central african nation sorry uh, probably probably in their football uh, lifetime i'd i'd say possibly um they are two of the most successful sides in the tournament's history with 12 titles between them so this looks like a
1: mouthwatering semi-final sound between cameroon and egypt in fact it should have been it- I think I think these two these two nations should have been um, separated in the in the semi final mm. uh, seeding if you get if you understand what I mean. So I think this should have been this should have been a, a final. So bottom, um, yeah, it's gonna be a very very entertaining tie. And um, like you said, two thousand and seventeen Cameroon versus Egypt with the with the pharaohs losing out. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great because like you're gonna see all these players, uh, Egypt as well. I think Egypt will come into this, will come into this game thinking, okay, since that loss against Nigeria in the opening, opening round of the, of the competition, since then we've really improved. And this will be another big test that we have to, you know, we have to focus. We have to really get our game uh game tactics right because this Cameroon side is is very impressive and um, yeah I think Egypt will be coming into this mindset again if we can get past the host then we surely can win get to the final and potentially win it Uh, Cameroon on the other hand they're just they, they will just they're just breezing past the tournament let alone being the host they're just getting past it I mean They they look really good. I mean, they they are. I can see why they are clear favourites to win the competition. So it's going to be a very very entertaining tie.
0: Well, Egypt have not won the competition since their record extending seventh title in twenty ten, which is also a third successive triumph, and they are. They might also have to do it without their well where well, they will have to play the game with their third choice keeper mohammed Sobi, because he came on for his international debut against morocco uh, Mohamed el shinawi out with injury and then in their standing uh, Gabaski uh, hurt himself while tipping a header onto the bars near the end of normal time in their in their quarter final so a bit of a dilemma for egypt with their with the goalkeeping situation so
1: yeah um you know, you're always you're used to seeing your first choice goalkeeper playing, um, and if and if anything happens to him, you have your your backup, your number two. But it's very rare that you see your, your third choice goalkeeper goalkeeper. Um, but I think again, it's the opportunity for him to uh, make his make his name on the on a on a big stage like the Africa Cup of Nations. And he's gonna need his. He's gonna need his teammates to really help him out because I, I don't think he's played, you know, throughout the tournament up until, up until now. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a very difficult task for him. But I, I don't see why, you know, he can't have like have a great game and he's got his teammates to help him out. So I'm sure he'll be in good hands. And
0: Cameroon. Um... Of course, their quarterfinal was the first time since that awful crush uh, where eight supporters sadly died. Um, I think most importantly, Sam, is that Cameroon, as the host nation, are they, are they now playing with a bit of fire in their belly to to say that we're doing it for after the tragedy to say that let's go for it now and let's do our nation proud. But there also will be... Added extra pressure because they are the host nation, they probably will be expected to go through the final and win the whole competition. So how how do you see it? How do you how do you think the Cameroon players will be thinking or feeling before before the semi-final?
1: I think I, I don't think they will be feeling any sort of any pressure on them because hosts or not, the way they've been playing, it's been they've been unbelievable. Their are favourites for a reason, and I think it's the way they've been playing. They every opponent that they've that they've faced, they've they've played fantastic football. There's been goals, and they are there's a reason why they are clear favourites. And um, coming into this game against Egypt, uh, they're gonna. Of course, it's gonna be a tough test, but I don't see why they can't you know uh, continue on this fantastic run all potentially with a a final in sight. And they're almost there, so anything can happen. So Cameroon should be coming into this game thinking that they can do it because you're just 90 minutes away from the final. Cameroon or Egypt, Sam? Cameroon. Simple
0: as that. So, you you predict it'll be Cameroon v Senegal in the final?
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, as for the scoreline between Cameroon and Egypt, I think there's going to be goals in this game. Um, I think it might be a big scoreline, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, um, when I say big, I'm talking about 3-2 to Cameroon, big. So... I think yeah, three two Cameroon. So yeah, that's my predictions for the semi final. And finally, Sam, I just want to touch
0: on it. It is related to the Africa Cup Nations because Pierre Emerick um obviously, to do with uh, Gabon, and um, he missed Gabon's draw with Ghana after he he was sent home early from the tournament uh, because of ongoing health issues. It scans revealed heart uh, lessons uh, following a bout of COVID, although later scans gave him the all-clear, so that was the good news. But he's now no longer an Arsenal player. He's now at Barcelona. Um, it is related to the African Nations because, of course, he was sent home early. And, of course, now something different has happened with his career. He's at Barcelona. Um, very quickly, Sam, it's a case now for Abamyang to... Put Arsenal behind him. That we know, we know the fallout between Arteta and Aubameyang. But now at Barcelona, there's a chance for him to rejuvenate himself, go again, fresh start. Is that is that how you how you would see that that move to Barcelona from Arsenal?
1: I think that's exactly what he needs because uh I mean, the end of January, I think deadline day, yeah. I think four years ago to that day, that's when Arsenal first signed him. And um, since then, he—I think his first couple, his first couple seasons, he was very good. Like he—he was joint top scorer in the Premier League with 22 goals, alongside Liverpool, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. But um, he—he had some discipline, disciplinary issues, and he's kind of—he fell, you know. Like down the grid with Arteta, and you know he was stripped of his captaincy and left out of the squad altogether. Not playing since the start of December. So I think this move to Barcelona is a great opportunity for him um, to to really kickstart, just just resurrect his career because um you know and get back to what he's been what he does best, which is scoring goals. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for him. So, it, yeah, and he'll he'll be playing European football. So I think, yeah, it'll be great for him. It'll be great for him. So I, and I wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, we'll wait to see what, what, he, can, what he can do at Barcelona. Um, uh, of course, we know Barcelona are in the Champions League, but as you did mention, the Europa League, that, that, of course Barcelona are in so yeah we wait to see what what will happen with the at a new club and uh, he's obviously now away from the from the premier league um thank you sam for another episode of africa of nations uh, uh, an update on the the tournament uh, before thank you the semi finals take place we've reviewed the round 16 and the semi finals uh don't forget that all out of football is a foot website for opinions and features written by football fans in the UK and across the globe as well. International football fans can get involved too. Uh, you can contact us to, to get heard and write about whatever you want, uh, your football club or any issues in football. Uh, do check out the website, alloutfootball.co.uk. Also check out us, our, our uh, Twitter page, at, all at football underscore. We're in the process of rejuvenating the Facebook page as well, so hopefully we'll get that back up uh, and running soon. But for now, thank you, Sam, for another AFCON update. Thank you to those who listen to the pods and do check out our future episodes that come out in the near future as well. So thanks, Sam, again. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you for the next episode.